0: Hey everybody. Welcome to Tapa Tuesday. This is the conduit with Lindsay Warwick um, on Spotify and YouTube. Super excited for this week's guest. I feel like I've had a lot of male energies recently, so it's really exciting to have uh, Jessica Dervage on the podcast today just to get back into that feminine energy. Um, She's a capacity builder. She is a social artist and passionate servant to the collective, among other things. So thank you so much for being here, Jess. Welcome. Uh, Thank you
1: so much, Lindsay. I'm so excited to be here. I'm
0: so excited. Literally, (laughs) this podcast uh, gave me like knowing that I would be talking to you uh, gave me life today because I'm extremely tired, but it's all good. I'm so happy that you're here. So I experienced a Koya experience. Like the Koya with you, um, and I immediately was drawn to your energy. Uh, I see all the things that you're doing on social media. I know you work for Krapalu. I'm sure you have an amazing story. And I got the nudge from Spirit to ask you to be on. So, with that being said, um, you know some light concepts here on Top of a Tuesday, <laughs> including what is your conception of God Source, wonk and, tonk and Great Spirit. And, you know, how did you even get on this spiritual path? And so that's kind of where we
1: start and then we just roll with it. Right on. Oh, yeah. Just right. some casual conversation. That's right. You know, I like jumping right in the deep end. Yeah. So, yeah, super grateful. Thanks so much for holding this space and feeling led to have these conversations with people and, you know, just for folks that are listening, you know, like to be able to see yourself in the stories and the reflections that folks share. So thank you so much, Lindsay. Thanks for being called to do this work.
0: Thanks for saying that. And
1: mm-hmm. it's
0: definitely part of my passion. I don't know. I just listen to the call and I follow it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love it. I love yeah. <laughs> it. Um, you know, I, um, just like right i guess like right in when people ask like how did i get on this path you know the the biggest thing that always i i was always really curious you know and i remember like going to sort of a um kind of like baptist wave your hands around you know church with a friend of mine in high school and just being really curious about it but i also was raised by a mother who was trying to leave the catholic religion and um, and so there was like a tension, you know, between like the sacred and the ceremony and the religion, you know, sort of like the ritual type like aspect of spirituality. And then my mom just wanting to just really expose my brother and I to like non-religion still while being, you know, kind of like <laughs> like condemning herself for leaving. Right. So there was, I think a lot of that through my younger years, I was you know, like baptized and made my first com- made my confirmation in high school. So went to you know church school all through high school. But I think that um, you know, when I was nineteen, I I got pregnant and I had a daughter and I placed her for adoption and um and that was really just like that is just such like the biggest turning point in my life. It's the it it remains like it is it is why I was put here on this planet and you know and so I was able to like do that big massive work at a really well I was able to do that big like kind of this big massive action <laughs> at a really young age feeling very called and led to to do that and there's like just so many things around that that let me because I just didn't know what the hell I was doing you know and I and I just knew that that was what I was supposed to do and then sort of unpacking it for like literally the rest of my life um and I, I so That really put me. I I was in school for um, theater. I was in college for theater, and then just like did a complete three hundred and sixty. And I was in um, Haiti six months later, like waving my hands around, you know, um, (laughs) with with Haitians (laughs) and teaching school, and lived down there for a couple of years, you know, on and off. Um, Really, really, just looking for uh, like a sustained connection to source because that, like, the birth of my daughter and going into, you know. The hospital with like basically god in your belly and then leaving without god in your belly was you know major you know and you know I don't I don't mean to say it lightly you know but it um but it was just so it was just it changed my whole life and also the act of like the sacrifice of sharing her you know, because I was, I've always, been, I'm connected to her now. Just like for folks, like I'm, she's getting, I'm going to Atlanta actually this weekend to look for wedding dresses with her and her mom and oh. her fiance's mom. She's getting married in wow. November of 2023. She's 24. She's, <sighs> I've been connected with her since she was 15. So, you know, so it's been a journey for sure. But um, you know, but like at that time, it was like just trying to make sense of of like receiving this massive, uh, request from spirit to do this, have this baby, place this baby for adoption, um, and then, like, use that, use sort of that, like, emptiness to, like, find source, connect with, or, or like, just not even emptiness, but but kind of, um, to to... I just always have been dancing with that, I think, since then, dancing with that feeling. And even, like, connecting with her doesn't replace the feeling of like having that, those God that God moments of like that request and that, that task and that job to do here in this lifetime.
0: Wow. That is, I don't think I knew that about you. Um, so that is really, um, it's amazing. It's also really amazing and beautiful to hear that you have been connected to her since she was 15 And now you're going to support her as she like makes this huge step in her life of getting married. Um, And I know before we even started recording this, we were kind of talking a little bit about your own marriage. So maybe this is maybe this is the segue. But um, yeah, I think that that is amazing. Um, And I think that that's so wonderful that you're going to be part of all of that. So, yeah, let's. Um talk about, do you want to talk about the, yeah, the marriage? Yeah. Stuff? I, I know I'm, I follow <laughs> you on social media and I know that you just got back from some journeying, um, travels, uh, and I read your post and it was like incredibly beautiful. And I would love for you to elaborate on your experiences and yeah, just marriage. I've never been married, so I'm curious. <laughs> I'm curious.
1: Um. <laughs> um. So, well, thank you. Thanks for like acknowledging that and, and just, um, you know, allowing a space to share about that, you know, and, and I, I think, you know, I want to build a bridge from that to like this marriage conversation. And it's that I've always, I guess that experience just Kind of forced me because I so badly just wanted to have like a norm life, you know. Like I, like you know, for a long time, right? Like I really rebelled against, you know, maybe the one of me that really wanted to be unconventional or the one, the rebel inside of me. The um, there was always a tension, right? Like always, always a fight for many, many, many years of like knowing that like I didn't really want to buy into what everybody was selling but also <laughs> just like wanting it to be easy and can't you just can I just drink the kool-aid and and be fine but I never was right because I was always like well this shit tastes bad you know <laughs> I don't want that uh, <laughs> like spit that out give that back um and this dynamic with my daughter is so unconventional right like it's so taboo you know it's I think I think you know pro- that that like you can't I can't go anywhere and see that reflected back it's hard to go and find other people that have relationships like this that you can reflect back and, and go, like, oh, I see myself in that. So I was always like, oh, I don't, you know, like it really forced me to have to accept this very unconventional relationship um, and take it for what it is, not try to put it in any kind of box, you know, not go looking to be her, like, what does it mean to like be a birth mother, but not a parent and not a mom? you know, and I am a mom as well, I have an eight year old. So like, you know, so, so so, yeah. So what, (laughs) what is that like? And so when I, my husband and I this year were celebrating 10 years of marriage, we've been together for 16 years. And when we got married, we really wanted to be very unconventional. That was the deep desire we wanted, you know, we like he, he had already been married once and it was, there was a real deep desire to follow our own path and do our own thing. And I think like, in in many aspects, we are, in many aspects, we do have, I think, an alternative relationship compared to social norm, you know, like a a broad view of social norm, and with that said, it's very hard not to fall into the, into the, into a current, right, or uh, of um, conventionality of roles, like provider, you know, like domestic, la la la, and, (laughs) and, and, Because again, there's not much being reflected, especially like living here in the South, you know, like there's not much like reflection back of other folks doing alternate back this, you know, I think that there's more now today, like in this moment, as we're sitting here speaking, I'm like, oh my God, like 20 years ago, you know, like I taught yoga at the only yoga studio in Myrtle Beach, you know, and now it's, there's, there's like what, what you're doing and like the things that the, you know, her sacred circle is doing and, you know, just the things that the folks that, that are the things that people are doing here in this area, Myrtle Beach, and people might be listening from all over the, the country, you know, and there's some places in the country where I've lived and been where, you know, community is just a little the framework and the support for folks that want to live outside of societal norm with their relationships or how they structure their families, you know, is there's a lot more support. And here there, there just really hasn't been. Um, and so we sort of really fell, I think, um into some of those traps without knowing and so um you know like I highly recommend anybody that's in a relationship to go away for a month you know take a (laughs) minute take a take a beat you know that should be normalized it should be normalized to create those kinds of boundaries for you to go and like reconnect with your best self and them to reconnect with their best self and then come back together and keep rediscovering one another like you know the but that's sort of the space that my husband and I are in right now is we're really like, I I, I think about folks that do like the unschooling path with their kids. And I'm like, I want to create like an unmarried like, <laughs> course for people who are married that we can sort of like free ourselves from the societal norm that of marriage. And, and like, so we, so things like, I mean, not not, this is like, this could be added to for sure, but just like to be able to explore different aspects of your sexuality, you know, and man, woman, marriage, you know, there's like, there's a, um, like a real, you know, sort of like pressure, or there's a norm around, you know, both the man and the woman being heterosexual, right? So like exploring different aspects of your sexuality, you know, like, that, like, so that's just like one example of something that I'm really interested in at the moment, and like interested in, and looking at and exploring and and my husband's like super into it. Like we're both, you know, but I think having, um, you know, that it's taken a lot of courage and a lot of fearlessness to do that and have some of these conversations and then sort of look at it. Like, I'm not going to center my marriage anymore. I'm going to center my relationship. We just happen to be married, right? Like, but like the marriage isn't, what the central thing is it's the relationship between he and I that will constantly change married Mm -hmm. is like a construct that doesn't change right right like marriage it's like a contract right but relationships change and I think just even like how you orient yourself to that you know and I'm like oh I should have thought of that a long time ago but I didn't (laughs) I was like I was like today years old when you know I was really like that's that that's and that's and it's feels good. It feels good to, to do that, to just like orient to the relationship and not the marriage.
0: I have so many questions. I don't know if you could see that it's like, <laughs> and my brain's like, so first of all, because I've never been married. Well, not, it's fine. Um, when you say conventional marriage, I don't even know what that looks like because that's not something that I've ever, like, I haven't had that. And so that was my first question is like, what is marriage? What is conventional marriage?
1: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you know, I think that like, it's, it's, what does it mean? It's, Oh, I got engaged. Ooh, I got to get a wedding dress. Ooh, I got to plan a wedding. Ooh, like all these, like these programs from when you were a little girl or, hopes and dreams that other people may have had for you, your own hopes and dreams, you know, playing mash with your friends and like all this stuff, you know, all these, all these programs like get activated inside Mm -hmm. of you, you know, and, and it's, and it's just like acknowledging and they're very, it's very strong, right? It's like, especially if you have religion in your background, you know, or, or like a strong, or a family that's still, that's religious. And, I think that like all those things really play a part and it's just acknowledging that that's not actually you, right? Like that's right. not actually you. It might not be you even you now. Maybe it was you when you were a little girl or 9 or 10, right? But then it's like there's so I mean, I remember standing on the pedestal with my wedding dress and being like wait a minute. This is a scam. I only really get to do this once. <laughs> you know, I was like, what? you know, like you don't realize that shit until you get there. And then you're Mm -hmm. like, and it's all, uh, it's all like a beautiful illusion, you know, like none of that is really about the relationship with the person at all. No. And so it's very, it's, it can really sweep you up. And like I said, like, I think my husband and I have done a pretty good job of trying to stay grounded outside of some of those things. But I I was like, I know I was like, I'm I'm, I'm not going to get married or I'm going to elope. As soon as I got engaged, I was like, white dress let's go look at dresses. Wow, what, you know, yeah. you know, like just really like, like, you know, change. Mm-hmm. I did. He did too. And, um, and it was great. We had an awesome wedding, you know, it was beautiful. I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't change it at all. Um, But, but I think like conventional, just like all those things that you think, you know, like, or when you have a baby, same thing as like when you have a baby, you know, I still think I did very unconventional things, but my husband and i quickly fell into like provider and domestic housewife you know it's sort like of like
0: male role female role that whole yeah. thing
1: and interesting so that's, that's okay lindsay it's okay cuz like the reality is is like well if i'm going to breastfeed my son i'm the only one that can do that it's the stories that go along with that, that are you pulling, like, like, you know, instead of choosing to write your own, you just like drop into like hundreds of years of narrative. Mm-hmm.
0: The idea of, and and I'm 34. So my I was 35 when I got married, girl. So. Hey girl. Hey, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the, my concept of relationships has shifted over time. And I have a lot of Scorpio in my chart. Very transformative. Like Sarah Nicole read me and was like, Whoa, you like change every year, basically. So you're going to have to find someone that can keep up and understand that, yeah, that was Lindsay uh, last year, but Lindsay this year is a little different. And so that made me think about marriage and long term relationships. It's like, it intimidates me a little bit because it's like, Holy shit, finding someone that can keep up with the evolution of you. Like you're shifting and they're shifting. And then what if you shift into something that they energetically, it doesn't vibrate well. And, and so then I got to thinking as well about, you know, the whole ring concept, right? Like the ring, like you are, you belong to me. And I'm like, exploring these ideas of love and unconditional love. And to me, unconditional love is not possession. And so it confuses me.
1: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I do. And I love that you shared that about like the shape shifting and the changing and the transforming. And I, yeah, I think you really like hit the nail on the head for like, for what needs to be like right up front, up top of any relationship. That you would ever go into, you know, is is like that. This is that's your right, you know. That's your it's you that's your freedom to do that. Yeah, and um and 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 you don't. We just don't know what's going to happen, right? In in relationships, but if you're centering um, honesty, and if you're centering integrity, and if you're centering openness and kindness and compassion, then you know I think that like relationships can really like it can be beautiful to like be in that space of transforming and and also like being in a space with your partner when they change and transform but like what you just shared is like I wish I put that on my (laughs) resume when I got married like I wish that I wish that was like will evolve a lot
0: (laughs) will not be the same Mm -mm. ever like I saw this beautiful meme I think it said to love somebody long term is to attend a thousand funerals of who they used to be oh I just got chills and I was like damn that hits you know what I'm saying and it's like also the idea yeah just loving someone unconditionally is literally to me allowing them to be fully who they are and that's hard when you have this concept of I don't know. Is it the left hand? I'm horrible at though I don't know. I've never been married. Um, this ring thing, like I belong to you, you belong to me, but you know, and, and the same breath here cause I literally was just home in New Jersey and witnessed my grandparents that have been together married for 63 years. And I'm like, God, Aww. that's so yes. And I'm like, God, that is so beautiful. I want that. But then I'm here. I go. Ah, I'm a deep thinker. And it's like, I, feel like, and I've shared this on the podcast before that the only ones that we're really looking for are ourselves. So yeah, I mean, just the idea of being with one person for that long is just really mind blowing to me and beautiful and like sacred, but also like, it kind of terrifies me a little bit if I'm being honest.
1: You know, one of the, um, Carl and I, we're in Costa Rica many years ago, we lived in a community and I just remember, and this has been, this was such beautiful advice. And I really believe this with all my heart is, um, is, and it helps me a lot because I'm definitely a recovering kind of codependent type person. You know, I've just had been in a lot of relationships and I love being in relationship and, um, and, but that a commute when you're with community, like really identifying who your community is because you can't get everything from one person either, you know? And so like, I have really close girlfriends that I know if I need to be seen in this way, this, I need to, I'm going to get this from this person or this person and not putting also all that pressure on my partner to be the one to give me everything and just, and being like super clear about that too. And, um, you know, and, and, and as time, to, time changes and people evolve, you know, like people in your life come and go. And and maybe there's a, there's a time and place when your partner can hold different aspects of you that couldn't hold before. And that I'm experiencing that, yeah. you know, like there were times when, when my partner couldn't hold certain aspects of me and I wasn't able to hold certain aspects of them. Um, and now we're in this, we're in this crossroads where we're like, where we're, I don't know if we've expanded or, or what it is, but just we're, we're op- more open to, to holding maybe different aspects of one, of one another. And, um, but I love, I love the idea. Like I would, I don't know what I'd do without my girls. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, like, de- you know, Seriously. definitely, <laughs> totally 100% and like, and my brother, you know, and mm-hmm. other men in my life too. Um, and so, you know, I think that that's, it's really important and I do I do think and I wanna give just like a I wanna like oh like love on the men out there for a minute because I think Oh yeah, that,
0: for sure. Let's do that. Let's I think let's they do need it. to be they need to be loved on.
1: Well, I don't know what I would do without my girlfriends and all the women that helped me after I had my son, you know, the women, like I wasn't breastfed, but I breastfed for two and a half years. I, my mom did not co-sleep with me, but I co-slept and I, these were intuitive things I wanted to do, but I wouldn't have known how to do it unless I had a community of women that were supporting me and reflecting back to me and had done it, gone ahead. And I could look to what they were doing. Same thing with my teachers that are women, same thing in the goddess circle and I don't, I see that kind of happening with men like a little, but they, but yeah. defi- definitely don't have that. Right. So when my son was born and I was like, rel- I was so reliant, you know, on all these women, you know, I think my husband was like really feeling and bearing the, the burden of some of these stories and these narratives and his reality also, you know, alone. And, and also like now, like you know, just being in a space where we're married 10 years and, you know, and together 16 and we have a child and we've been through deaths of, you know, parents and things like this, you know, I'm like, who is he when you're out with the guys, right? Is is there, is it like sacred time? Are you, are you crying on someone's shoulder? Are you really, really like, do you, can you identify in your male friends? I get this from this person. And that with and that helps me or I get this from this person and I just I don't think there's enough support out there for men. I there's you mentioned a lot earlier
0: against them too to be, you know, don't show yes. emotion, don't cry. And there's a lot of I see, I guess double standard about like you know, toxic masculinity, but no one's having well, maybe I'm not hearing the conversations, but toxic femininity too there's the shadow side of the feminine I mean you know and I think that a lot of the spotlight gets shown on the toxic aspects of of masculinity but yeah I I love that you said that we should give a shout out to the divine masculine because there are men out there that are just they are just so sweet and they just want to like express themselves but because of the stigma and societal bullshit you know what I mean they don't so I love that you brought this up too
1: yeah, get out there and connect, guys. I, they all want to, you know. Like I know here, but here in Myrtle Beach, I know that there's a great men's group. My husband just started going, and it's oh, like yeah. just so excited about him going.
0: But I yeah. will say, even
1: at Kripalu, we're we we're, we scratch our heads about, gosh, like we want men to come to campus. We want them to know this is a safe place for them to come, and we scratch our heads at like at like how, how it gets into the water, you know.
0: I know you, how long have you been at Kripalu now?
1: Um, for almost a year. Um, awesome. I, I interviewed with Kripalu 20 years ago, uh-huh. which, has been, which was wild,
0: but I've yeah. been for
1: almost a year. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, that's amazing. And, um, I know that you also had a podcast for quite some time too,
1: right? I, <laughs> I did. I did like way back in the day
0: called, uh, where, where is I-
1: my guru? Where is my guru leading you back to you? See, cat- I, <laughs> I have to check that
0: out. Where can I check that out?
1: Are there nowhere available? really? Yeah, there's episode. If you Google it, but it's not on Spotify. Like, I don't even think there was like Spotify. <laughs> I was doing. It. I mean, it was in like 2008, You're 9, like, 10, OG, pod- OG podcaster OG is back. Like. In, we used to go, my husband would take pictures and I would do the podcast and we would go travel around before we got married for our kids to Wanderlust and to yoga journal conferences at the Hanuman festival and to all these festivals. And we would just interview people and take pictures. And it was really fun. That was a fun, a fun like season for sure.
0: <laughs> that sounds super fun.
1: So then how did you get into Koya? Um... I, so Koya is, for those that are like just listening, it's, it's movement with meaning. It's sort of the, it's a, it's a moot and inspired embodiment experience, kind of like the intersection of yoga, dance, somatic movements, um, a share circle and a vision quest. So all these things, you know, kind of wrapped up in one and I, was with a friend of mine she had invited me to come and like open a ceremony for her and her friends and so I was like getting I was just like getting everything ready to open the space for them and you know and I was like hey girl what you been doing and she was like I've been doing yeah. this thing called Koya and I'm getting divorced <laughs> <I> was, like, <laughs> and so I was like Ugh. I just went right home and I was like google it and I looked and I have, was really like I was I was a strict Ashtangi for many years and um and then Damn, I was a girl yep yeah, very, very like lineage based and I did para yoga um with several teachers and you know so just I was really like I got my mantra from my teacher and you know like and, and I keep my mala beads in my little bag and <laughs> you know like it's all secret and and um and Koya was just so like it just was like so freeing. I was kind of mm. like, I was like, what is that? And um, I just, I was teach. I was already sort of like on a divine feminine like path that can, had kind of opened up for me, especially after I had my son. And so I was teaching a divine feminine inspired yoga class on Sunday mornings and I was doing some Koya. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to bring some of this into the class. And some of it's like it's like you shake your body for a song or you circle your body for a song or you or you do this beautiful just like breath movement and set intentions. And I was like, OK, well, we're going to set an intention and then we'll do some vinyasa or we'll do this and then we'll do some yin. And people really loved it. Like they folks, the women were just like, wow, like this feels so it feels so good in my body. And that's kind of what Koya is all about. It's, It's an invitation to be in your body. And, um, and I literally like that was in 2017, I'd been teaching yoga for like 18 years. And I just taught like my first yoga class, like this past spring for Kapalu. but I just like, did not look back. I did my teacher training, never taught a yoga class again. I was like, there's so many great yoga teachers, you know, I'll give you, I got them all on speed dial. I will send you one. But if you want Koya, if you want to pull a card, if you want to be in your body, if you want to remember who you are through movement and dance and expression, then let's do it. And so I just, I just love it. I love the Koya community. I love um, the founder of Koya. Her name is Rochelle. We do a lot of work with the Caro people, the indigenous um, peoples where the, sort of the name Koya came from. So Koya means queen and Inca means king. Mm. Um, and so, yes, (laughs) and so I know. And so she was basically like gifted this name from the, um, from the Caro elders. And, you know, we do a lot of work every month. She does, especially every month, just giving back to the community. Um, and it's just, yeah, there's a lot of ritual aspects to the practice and different ways to be in relationship to the practice. I'm getting ready to join a friend who's doing a 12 week writing retreat where it's like it's just so beautiful like she's gonna do the writing retreat I'm like oh I'll just let's do some Koya to like help seed what everybody's doing more you know and so um yeah long story to your question but I just I I love it I found it and I was like I, damn like this is like it is what lights me up and it doesn't light everybody up some people come and they're like I don't want to dance you know or or like I just want to do <laughs> I just want to do vinyasa and I'm like go for it like vinyasa is cool too I love it Yeah, I only got a little taste of the Koya um, because it was an
0: event at the Centered Soul. And I know you just had one aspect of it. And um, I just remember like the songs that you shared, like that Water Flow song. I love Mm. it. I love that song. And it just I really got like in like into my body when I was moving. And I mean, I love dancing, so I loved it. But I feel like I need the full experience of Koya.
1: Yes. We need to do some Koya. We need, yes.
0: And I love that it's like queen and king,
1: like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. It's super cool. It's, it's beautiful too, because it's the way that it's, um, especially like as we are kind of look into this new paradigm and we're trying to like make this transition into, into the future. Um, it, the founder and the way that the practice is set up is it can it's very malleable to change right it was like when she created it it's just for women and now you know she's just like that's really not what's calling to it anymore like opening it up and changing how you know it orients with the world and the space and um it was like really looked a lot of people that practice Koya looked a lot like me and you you know and like white <laughs> very light and so doing a lot of work around how to make it more accessible and what, you know, what we can do to be a more inclusive community and why, why, you know, that is in general, like why, why it felt like, you know, um, like BIPOC and folks of color, indigenous folks didn't feel attracted to the practice. So, um, so yeah, I just, I love, I love that aspect of it as well as just the, the practice.
0: Yeah, it sounds like it's going through a little evolution of its own. Yeah. It's just like all things evolve. I think that's pretty amazing. Um, so you said something earlier, too, and I'm all over the place. I hope it's good for you. <laughs> just, so like, good for me. It's so yeah. good for me. Can I light my cigarette? Yeah, I'm like literally like yeah, she said this and I want to talk about this, but I also want to talk about this. So whatever. That's how we're doing this so you talked about like being recovering codependent and I literally have this thought today. Cause like I'm, I'm dating and, and doing the things. And I literally like, I have gotten to this place now that I'm 34, almost 35, where like, I literally am good with or without somebody. And I'm like, I've never been in that place. Like I'm so solid in myself that like I feel like I don't need anybody at all. Um, And so, yeah, I literally was thinking about this before the podcast today. So I guess we're supposed to talk like about relationships because I'm just like, yeah, like I never used to be in this place. Like I used to be overly concerned about like what the other person was doing or why aren't they saying this or why aren't they doing this? And now I'm just like, I don't care, but not in like a bad way if that even makes any fucking sense.
1: <laughs> I love that for you, Lindsay. Oh, I really do. I thanks. really, really love that. They're for you, because I'm just like, fuck, people
0: are going to think these guys are going to think I don't give a shit about them. And that's not it. I just,
1: I'm good. And yeah, it's and weird. It's, <laughs> and that's, you want like someone that can see that. And isn't, you know, that that's like confident that that like turns them on like your confidence and, you know, um, just like, you know, one of the things that I've been working with is boundaries, but like not a wall Mm. and imagining it like I'm planting like a little circle of wildflowers around me and how I want someone to look inside that circle and see me thriving inside of it and love that, you know, and really and want to water it from the other side you know, and like, and want that and want, want something for them too. like, you know, how, how, so I feel like, yeah, I just, I think, I don't, I think, I don't know if there's anything to say to that, except I think that that should, that that's a beautiful thing to aspire to, whether you're in a relationship or you're single, you know, is to want that for your partner, you know, to like, feel trust to like, them to want like desire so badly for them to be like living their best life and exactly yeah and to like be like and you know what like that actually doesn't have any like it might have something to do with me you know like as a as a but it's not about me you know it's about my partner right and so you know you'll I think keep doing what you're doing you know yeah, I guess
0: I can say that I've definitely been toxic and codependent in relationships before, and I've been on a very intensive healing journey. And um, yeah, I've gotten to this place where I'm like, okay. And also I feel like just referencing like the masculinity, femininity, blah, blah, <laughs> you know what I mean? The feminine, it's like addressing my own dark feminine And how I used to utilize like my sexual energy and all this. And now I'm like, I don't really believe in like casual sex per se. And I used to, I feel like attached to men in that way first before like getting to actually know them and, and having space and boundaries and all this.
1: So this is like a whole new world for me too. It's crazy. I think that's so crazy talk. wonderful. No, it's not crazy talk. It's so wonderful. You know, I've <laughs> had a lot of conversations with, and we talk about like transforming, right? And like, I'm not the same person I was. And, you know, and, and I've been 16 years. I've grown up a lot with my husband. I was with him, you know, all through my thirties, you know, I'm 44 now. And I was going to say,
0: girl, I have no idea how old you are with all these 20 years ago, 18 years ago. I'm like, damn. I know
1: you look really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you so yeah. much. Um, I had no idea. <laughs> well, I mean, I, you know, I grew up with him. I definitely had some relationships yeah. before that, but like definitely have grown, grown up with Carl. And, um, but when I met him, you know, sex was a real love language for me, but in a codependent way you know so if somebody was having sex with me then they loved me like that's kind of like I had like some stories there was definitely a lot of stories and I've had to unravel that story and then sort of like find a new and that kind of almost like turned me off from sex for a while and then like you know create a new story around like around myself as like a almost like a sex goddess, like just for me, you know, like, how do I find myself sexy? Like how, like, it's the same sort of thing that you were just saying about yourself. Like, it's like, I'm so into myself and into my body and into the way I feel and into pleasuring myself and the way I look. It's like, like that, that is what I want someone else to get off on.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely. And I'm like into my everything that I'm doing. And it's like, I want, the person that I'm with to love their life and love what they're doing and just love themselves so much that it's like, it's like, cause honestly, my last relationship was really codependent, toxic and abusive. And this person made me their whole world. And I just don't want to be anybody's world anymore. I'm my own world. And I've, I've done a lot of work on the union of my own masculine energy, my own feminine energy. And I'm just, yeah, I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm just good with it. And it took a lot of work. And, you know, I also have been in a lot of different relationships um, and I've learned something from all of them. And yeah, I just, it's uh, it is definitely an interesting, it's new for me.
1: (laughs) And it's, it's so much work it's a lot of work. So I was I was talking to my mother today and we were talking about like how um like you think even think about like my mom who's lost both her parents, you know, I've lost my father, my mom is still alive, but like that that idea of like these parents and so as we get older, not you I mean, you don't have to do it when you get older. Like you're listening in your 20s like think about it now, like don't wait until you get older, <laughs> right? It's like but like how you that masculine fem, feminine is also like how you mother and father yourself. You know, like oh. how you parent your own self meet. And when you think about that, like meeting your own needs. So kind of just kind of keep coming back to, you know, sort of the, the, what you shared about, you know, just like, I'm okay. Like with myself, I'm okay. I know how to meet my own needs. I know how to soothe myself. If I need soothing, I can, you know, and, and then, and then I can love you from this place of like being like really full. I can love you from this place and desire you from this this place that's not from a, like a lack like i yeah, you need to give something to me for in order for me to feel complete.
0: Yes, exactly. It's like i used to think like okay, let's say somebody was tired or, you know, just not in a good mood and not responding to me in the way i wanted them to, i would get mad and take it personally because how dare you do that to me. But now because I love the fuck out of myself and I know how (laughs) I am when I'm tired and I'm in a bad mood. I want you to take care of yourself. And I know that that has nothing to do with me at all. But in the past I would have probably taken it a kind of way or been like, why aren't you doing this for me? When like, it's totally different for me now just because I have that unconditional love for myself that I can, I can see like how another person actually needs to take care of themselves versus them just doing what I want them to do, you know?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, and also you think about what was modeled back to you. Oh yeah. Like So, you know, I was talking to a very, very dear friend of mine, you know, and, and she was just like the only, like her, her therapist said something to her, like you know, all the only thing you've ever seen is how to hold together a marriage that's not working. So that's what you learned how to do. Whoa, you, I just got chills. So like so how so then it's sort of too like then we need to step into community and support. Like when I said, Oh, I was I wasn't breastfed, but I knew I wanted to be breastfed, you know? I knew I wanted I knew I wanted to be breastfed. I knew, I did probably, but I knew that I wanted breastfed. <laughs> Yeah, but like, so how? Where where am I getting my reflections for like thriving relationships? You know, and again, like it doesn't maybe necessarily have to be like another man and a woman. It can be like a a mirroring of like one of my one of my girlfriends, or it can be a mirroring of you know other type. It can be a mirroring of my relationship with the earth. You know, like it's yeah. it's like just you know. So I I feel like just super we have to really understand what we were, what we were shown and taught in terms of related, mm. you know, kind of keep coming back in the podcast to like centering relationship. You yeah, know? definitely. So, it's yeah. been,
0: I love that you mentioned that too about your parents and, and the idea of, you know, I grew up, uh, my parents got divorced when I was seven. I saw it not work between them. And I, even as a kid, I was like, why are they even together? Like, just leave each other. And so now it's like, I don't know. I just, maybe that's part of the reason why I'm not married yet. It's because like, I've been with really amazing men. Some of them not so good too. Like, you know, all teachers. I mean, and it's like, there was something inside that like some of them wanted to marry me. And I was like, no. And I just, I didn't follow society. Like, you know. I just went with what was inside of my soul and my heart. Um, but maybe part of that is also some, you know, I I saw divorce when I was seven. I, I haven't seen the long term except for my grandparents, which on both sides, like my one uh, grandparents were married over 50 years before my grandfather passed. And then, you know, my grandparents are still married 63 years later. So I know it exists, but it's like, yeah, totally. I've done so much shadow work, so much inner child shit about like the, like just looking at, yeah, how I relate emotionally in relationships or what type of shit I accept or accepted before. Cause now I'm like, you know, my boundaries are pretty damn strong, but before they weren't. And it's like, why are you doing those things? And so you had to go, go inside and, look at like little Lindsay, Like what the fuck is going on there? Like, what have you seen? Yeah. What have you learned? And so I'm glad that you, that you said that too, because it's making me even think deeper about my own, the way that I relate.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. I don't know it's good shit.
0: Yeah. Then you have the, you know, also the other direction. It's like, well, my parents got divorced, so I'm going to get married and it's going to work like no matter what I do. So yeah, I guess we are pretty much motivated by <laughs> shit. <that's laughs> you, you, did you just point to yourself? <laughs> yeah. little bit. Love, it. Love I've it. Literally had men recently, like Maybe it's cuz I don't I don't know, maybe it's cuz I'm just vibrating at a higher frequency but they're like why the fuck aren't you married? How are you not wifed up? I'm like, I don't know. I just haven't
1: felt it. You know, it's it's um I think <sighs> I, I I do think that um like I think monogamy can be really beautiful. We're we're exploring that right now, but I also think that um there's a lot of like entrapment around that story yeah and, and monogamy as a norm and um and I, I don't want to take the credit my husband was the one who was like who who said like you know what would it be like to open up and we and we haven't but we're just in a converse we're in conversation about it and and I first I was just like there's a part of me who was just like <sighs> Oh my God, you know, but then there's another, there's like this other part of me is like on the other side of that. And she's just, and it's it's one of me and she's just like, so free. And so like, this is what you came for girl. Like, you know, like you want to fall in love with everyone. You know, that like, that's your jam. You want to fall, like, you know, you want to fall in love with he- Lindsay here on this podcast. And <laughs> you're going to talk to somebody tomorrow and you want to fall in love with them. And like, and that's what you want to do. And it doesn't mean like, you know, one time I did say to my husband, like open up the marriage. And he was like, What do you mean? You know, and I'm like, just open it, open up our fucking minds outside of like how people have said it needs to be. Yeah. Just like continue to press up against those edges and those boundaries. Um and in doing that, we we're like in a place now where we're like, okay, we want that, but we've got to do the inner work so that we have a strong foundation to like start to reach out further. So we can either come back to ourselves or come back to like the agreements and the commitment that we have to each other.
0: I think that's really amazing and beautiful. And something that came to me as you were talking is like the level of honesty and trust that is required to have conversations like you're having. It's, uh, it's amazing. And like, sometimes like, you know, how hard is it sometimes to just be seen, like just share your truth with, of uh, with that safety. And it sounds like you guys have that safe container between, between you that you can have those real raw conversations. And I don't know. I, I think that's beautiful. I don't, I, I've had thoughts about too, the whole, I mean, you heard what I said before the fu- mm-hmm. fucking ring, like the. It feels like, so like you belong to me, like possession. And so I've, I've like talked to some people that are eth- ethically non-monogamous and polyamorous. And that confuses me too, because just like you said, the other aspects of you come out, you, other aspects are like, you know, maybe feeling jealousy or like, what, what the hell's going on? Does he not love me anymore? And then the other side of me is like, um, you know, at a basic level, we're fucking animals. So I don't know. (laughs) I have no idea. And that's why I'm not married yet because Mm. I want to be seen. I want to be seen. I want to be heard. I want to feel safe. And like, yeah, I feel like, I don't know if I fit into that cookie cutter marriage that society paints.
1: So damn, this got really deep. (laughs) <laughs> well, um, I wanna, you know, I we're I wanna preface too that like we're we're in the process of doing a lot of that work. Yeah, in the process um, of I like, think it's of amazing. Like, yeah. But we're not there yet. Do you know like we're like when you when you I want I thank you so much for saying it, it does take a lot of honesty, it does take a lot of courage, it does take a lot of fearlessness. And getting to that place is like has been like really acknowledging like when we haven't been honest, when I haven't been honest with him or with myself. When, when there hasn't been a safe environment that's been created, what do we need to do to cultivate that? And those things right now are saving our relationship, you know, of, of, of being courageous enough to like step into that and step into that, um, like after knowing each other for 16 years, after knowing all the ugly, all of, all of it, you know, like, all, like, and, and just being willing to try to cast like, like a not a new net, you know, because we're we you are you wherever you go there you are, you know. But um, yeah, to and and to like to kind of to just say like, well, I'm not happy, you're not happy. What's going to make us happy? We kind of want to push these boundaries, and and we're like, whoa, that's making us happy to push up against some of these boundaries a little bit.
0: I mean, yeah, I think it's amazing and I think it's raw and I think it's real because, yeah, I mean, at least that's how I view it, but I know like, yeah, I just, I think it is, takes a huge amount of honesty and vulnerability and just, yeah, I think it's amazing that you're having those conversations and it just makes, yeah it blows my mind too. Cause you know, then you see all of, you know, I see a lot of couples. I feel like that aren't exactly happy because they're not able to fully express who, who they are. And so that's something that I think I'm also terrified of is like getting involved and then losing s- senses of who I am because I've done that in the past. So it's like, yeah, it's very
1: interesting. Shit. <laughs> it's it's interesting, and but, but you know, Lindsay, like you know this, like I mean, what, that's what we do: is we lose ourselves, we find ourselves, and we lose ourselves, and we find ourselves. And, mm-hmm. and, and I think, um, like in relationship, and not just like with a partner, you know, but like like it, you know, it's just having those those folks around you to either like slap you upside the head if you're getting too, you know, like far gone, but also to like love you into finding yourself again and hold you when you're like lost. And you just can't see, you know, the tree for the forest in in that time, and like and and trusting that you know you will again. And I say that for fine, uh, people outside yourself, and then that that relationship you keep bringing us back to in this conversation of the relationship with yourself, mm-hmm. of like that one of you that's like able to mother you and say like, I know you're lot, you'll be fine, you know, like, or I know you'll find yourself again. Or this is a part of it, and remembering when you remember after you've forgotten. just gets sweeter and sweeter, you know, every time that, that, that taking that bite of that fruit of remembering, you know, it's like dripping down your face. So good.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I love it. And, you know, the whole idea of, yeah, I feel like the whole codependency thing was like, what can you do for me? Like, what can you do for me? Like, you need to love me this way. You need to be this way. And, And now it's more like, how can I just allow, allow? But yeah, then there's ba- there's boundaries. There's all kinds of shit. I'm feeling really Pisces. I have a, my rising sign is Pisces, and I'm just like, woo tonight. I'm I'm also son, very exhausted
1: I'm, and delirious. Yeah, <laughs> my son is in Pisces, so I'm always in my Cancer. My moon is in Cancer, so I'm always bringing the water. Yeah, bringing, maybe that's what you're doing because I'm like. Well, the hell? I hope I'm even
0: making
1: sense. <laughs> yeah. I speaking of water, there's this wonderful um, it's like less I gotta find I'll find the book real quick. Um let's like mammal black feminist lessons from mammals. Um whoa. Feminist lesson. Okay, yes. Um, it's called Undrown Black Feminist Lessons from Marine Mammals by Alexis Pauline Gums, G-U-M-B-S. G-U-M-B-S. And a friend of mine, she just she was reading the book and just like talked about like dolphins. I know I'm like gonna totally change the subject a little bit here, but we were talking about water. I'm here for but, it. <laughs> but we'll br- we'll bring it back to relationships of like that, you know, that do- like you think about like are dolphins a more intelligent creature than humans. They have learned to bring so much awareness to their breath, right? That they can dive deep and then they can come up to take a breath. They know to come back up and take a breath. You know, they know how to breathe. They know there's no matter what they're doing, you know, when they're in their pods and they're playing, like they're 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 they are they don't have like their breath isn't auto like ours. Maybe that's like some kind of like you know, like defect in like the human like condition, right? And so just this idea of like coming up to take to take that breath and that could be like taking that space for yourself, like checking on your boundaries you know, just like, how, how are you coming up to to take a breath before you got to go back down and do this hard work of loving mm-hmm. and relationship building. And, you know, um, my, my husband and I and my son, we always, we sometimes at dinner, we do this game called Rose Thorn Bud. And it's like, talk about like your, your roses of the day, like your best part of the day, like the thorns and then your bud, which is the go for tomorrow. And I was like, oh, my thorn, my thorn is society. <laughs> trying to get out there and you know, but my bud is society, you know, so it is I often like that, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So you just gotta make sure you just keep keep coming up for a breath. You know, yeah. keep keep coming up for a breath. I love
0: that rose thorn bud. That's that's <laughs> sweet. I love that so much. Well, I mean, I feel like this has gone in a million different directions, but it's been super amazing. Um, it was so lovely. To yes. Talk to you. Yes. It's been so good to talk to you too. I feel like we could talk for like hours. Um, but we, we are coming up on the hour. So I just wanted to kind of ask you, is there anything else that you want to share, um, about anything that we've talked about or anything random, whatever,
1: <laughs> you know, I just feel super grateful. Um, I really loved chatting with folks when I did interviews, because I just wanted to have authentic conversations with people. And just, and I feel like you were such a great, like, so laid back, you know, just really made me feel comfortable. And, and I just, yeah, I think that, I just want to express gratitude to you for this space that you're creating and, um, you know, for folks that are listening, you know, like I'd love to connect. You can find me. I think Lindsay's got got my handles and, you know, follow and, and share and just, you know, I think for me, kind of diving in that deep end is I've, oh, I've never, ever, ever been wrong about this is like, there's always someone that like you share and someone needed to hear that, or, or someone is looking for that medicine that you have. And so I just push myself to be, to be vulnerable and to be open. And I, I really respect and admire that about you too, Lindsay, because I know, I know that that can, that's one of your like best qualities, like just oh. one of your shine, shining superpowers for sure.
0: Oh, you're going to make me cry. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. Um, you know, I, you're an inspiration and I'm just, I'm honored that you said yes. I know. Cause we've had limited interactions and conversations and you said yes. And not only did you say yes, but before I start this podcast and I'll share this with the audience because I've never shared this before. This is, this podcast is done in one raw cut. I don't edit anything and it just flows. And it's been amazing. And I'm grateful for everyone's vulnerability. And even before we started, I said, is there anything off limits? And you said, no. And I just think that is so amazing because you're right. Maybe someone that's listening or watching, however, they're consuming the information. I don't care either way, but like maybe they needed to hear exactly what you said, or maybe something I said. And and the only way that they're going to get that message is if we are open and vulnerable. And, um, so thank you so much for saying that. And again, yes, thank you so much for being on the podcast this week. Um, if anyone wants to connect with Jess, I do have her information in the bio But yeah, thank you so much, Jess. And I hope everybody has a good week and I will catch you all next week. Thanks. Peace. Bye.